Welcome to the Adventures in Ranching podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I'm sharing my family's experiences of moving to a ranch in Montana. Well, I don't know that I would call it a ranch. It's something that my mother-in-law calls it, but it's about five acres and it's the most property that we've ever had. And we seem to be well on our way to having a bit of a ranch or ranchette and who knows where it will go. But what I found is that this journey has called to me. And in this podcast, I share the adventures that we go through of not knowing how to do any of this, not knowing anything about living on more than a small piece of property in more of an urban area or even in a small town or a suburban area. And what we have learned and what we're learning as we go along. My intention with this podcast is for those that are looking for a little entertainment in their day as we go through our adventures, or maybe you're longing to move to your ranch or your ranchette or your homestead or farmette or whatever you want to call a small piece of your own land that allows you to connect maybe with nature, with animals, with more self-sustainability, whatever your purpose is. My goal with this podcast is to share my journey and to inspire you, perhaps entertain you, and perhaps help you explore whether that's something that's right for you as well. So tune in as we embark on our adventure in ranching. Welcome to another episode of the Adventures in Ranching podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about dancing in my pastures and how it's not the first time. So let's dive in. Oh my goodness, I woke up this morning and, um, you know, we've had this situation where the horse got out and we still haven't figured out how to fix the fence because we're not quite sure how we got out and there's something wrong with the electric. So we have horses in the other pasture, which we were trying to save um, to let the grass grow in there. And this morning I go out to, you know, just do this simple thing that I think is going to be just moving the horses back over to their kind of paddock area, um, which we um, last night kind of contained and uh, kind of closed off the bigger pasture where uh, Raven had escaped or we think Raven had escaped, pretty sure Raven had escaped at the far end of the pasture. And so we kind of closed off this other section that we'd been planning on closing off, but we had never gotten to it. And we ended up getting to it um, because of this need. So we did that last night um, up until like sunset and I barely got the horses over. And my plan was to let the horses sleep in, um, 
in the second pasture, um, which I don't normally want them to be in because I want the grass to grow there, but it seemed like the best thing because the electric is working in there and that way nobody's going to escape. And then the plan this morning was to bring them back over and feed them and then move them back over. And then at some point today, maybe start to investigate why the fencing went down and what happened. But what ended up happening is I go out and well, first I said to my husband, have you seen horses out there? I hope they're still there. And he was like, no, I haven't seen any horses. And I'm like, well, okay, because you can't really see the full pasture um, that they were in last night from our house. So I wasn't too worried. Um, and then he said, are you about to go out there? And I said, yeah. And he said, oh my gosh, it's like they knew your thoughts because they just, he was looking out the window and they just ran from, he could see them running towards the gate. So it's, they, they knew, and believe me, I don't feed them at the same time every day. So, um, it wasn't because of any kind of set schedule. I mean, I have a general range, but believe me, it's not like clockwork by any stretch. So um, we laughed at that. And then I go out and I'm bringing my, you know, 17 hands of um, X racehorse into the area where he's going to eat. And I get him in and it's fine. Um, but then I'm trying to corral him into the other section where he like his own kind of his own enclosed area within. So there's like this larger paddock for both of them. And then there's, it's divided so that they um, can eat separately. Uh, Cause otherwise Nilo, AKA Snorty McSnort, um, Piggy McPig will, you know, eat the other horse's food. So I wanted to put him, into his own little enclosure but he's decided I don't know he decided he was wigged out that he was separated from Raven so he starts running around and then this is of course the only time ever that Mark our neighbor um that's kind of in front of us decides they're gonna let out their little Jack Russell terrier dog and said dog is going to just start running the fence line along our property next to this area and, and racing back and forth barking. Now, I did not show Nilo where I had closed off the fence last night because my intention was not for him to go into that section at all today. Um, and I thought he would, I would get him into just his own area really quickly. But now I've got um, a Jack Russell barking. I've got a horse in another section, Raven, who's running around and disturbed. Um, I think I heard a gunshot in the distance. And the next thing you know, my 17-hand um, x race horse thoroughbred is racing at full gallop back and forth through the paddock um, because of the dog and I guess the... the um, gunshot um, although that shouldn't be that big of a deal here because we have that 
Um, but also my husband is in the back seeding the pasture. And, you know, when you see a new person in this other area behind the house, you know, it's of course cause for um, major alarm for horses. So, so he saw that too. And the whole thing made, you know, made him run like a crazy guy through the pasture um, or through this paddock. So I'm trying to get him calm down and get him in. Um, I know that one of the ways to do that is to get Raven in there. But Raven has now since run off away from the gate and run to the opposite end of the pasture that he's still in. So, you know, this was all supposed to be so easy. I had it planned out. It was supposed to be so easy. And it's very clearly not. And of course, let's add to the fact that I had, I had my tea this morning. I had some caffeine, but my blood sugar is low. Um, I luckily didn't have my big heavy muck boots on. I wore my sneakers, so I'm not like baking because it's warm out today, quite warm already. Um, and and I'm like, you know, but my blood sugar's low, and I'm now trying to get horses into the appropriate areas and, you know, dealing with craziness and chaos. I'm just like, oh my gosh, seriously? <laughs> I kind of just want to go back to bed. <laughs> um, but eventually things calm down. Somehow the dog disappears. Um, I get Nilo uh, into his area and then I, oh no, I got him in his area. Um, Let's see how this works because there was there were more snafus. Um, I got him to eat his grain in his area, but I didn't shut the gate, and I thought it would be okay to bring Raven into that pasture, but because the gate wasn't closed and Nyla was still worked up he starts kind of running around and there's no way I was going to bring Raven in because I could tell that Nilo was just going to be too worked up for me to be able to just even get Nilo, Nilo or Raven through the gate without, um, you know, without assistance. So I'm like yelling to my husband to quickly, you know, get the gate, get the gate. Um, so he comes out and he closes the gate and encloses Nilo. So I'm able to take a deep breath and finally get Raven out of the one pasture where he's still at and get him into the appropriate place. And then, of course, everybody settles down and they eat. And like five seconds later, they're looking like nothing has happened except for me. I now have hair everywhere. My hair is like zoomed out. I'm sweating. My blood sugar now has beyond dropped and I'm just like oh my gosh I cannot believe this 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 all just has happened because we're not in our normal patterns everything is kind of different everything's kind of different all because of course you know Raven got out yesterday and we still don't know where and you know we've had to do these emergency fence repairs and um well, not even fence repairs. We just kind of had to barricade the one section. Um, anyway, it's so much to explain. So finally, 
the horses are in, I get them all settled, I come back in the house, I have my smoothie, I'm trying to get my son ready for a soccer game, because he's got to go to a soccer game, and I want to do some stuff related to my other son's bearded dragon, because I realized that the information we had been given by the pet store was not accurate, um, and, uh, you know, we, we need to feed him differently. So I've got like that on my agenda. I had hoped to ride. We're hoping to still get our pasture seed out and watered. And I'm not sure how any of this is going to happen, but somehow, some way my son gets off to soccer. My husband takes him. And I said to my husband, you know, what about watering the grass? Cause I had read that when you first sprinkle it down, um, you should do it when it's sunny. Um, and then ideally you should water it and we aren't expecting any rain, but we're having this, like these really sunny days. So, um, and of course there were no directions in the bag and the, the seed, there's no website that has any directions either, because like my husband said, apparently, you know, you just consult your grandpa who's been planting pasture seed for eons and you know you just grow up knowing how to do this but we don't know how to do this we don't know how to do any of it so we're like trying to figure it out you know and but he had gotten while I was dealing with the mayhem with the horses he had gotten the seed down in the appropriate places but he wasn't able to get the sprinklers out oh well actually he kind of did. So I go out and I check on him because I'm, he's supposed to be getting ready for soccer, but he's MIA. And I'm like, you know, you're going to take our son to soccer. Where, where are you? Well, he's on the side of the house fussing with something that looks almost like the electrical box. And suddenly we hear this sound like, it sounds like a rattlesnake. Um, but it's not what it is, is apparently and apparently he knew he knew this I didn't really know this the the property that we're on the front yard has all these like built-in it's like a built-in sprinkler thing where like there's these plastic caps that come up out of the ground that I've never even like noticed I thought it was part of like utilities or whatever but they're in various spots and they come up out of the ground and then if you turn them on using this box they they start you know sprinkling water all over the front lawn well of course none of this is in the area of the pasture that we actually want to grow grass in instead it's the front lawn um, of the house which yeah it would be nice for that to look nice but I'm not so worried about that because it wasn't trampled all down by the horses I know as soon as it starts raining that area will probably just turn green Um, but we have this like crazy situation where we're trying to figure out where there, there are no instructions. We never knew this came with the house. We had no idea. It was not disclosed to us. My husband discovered it by accident. Um, the the panel that tells you what, like, which ones operate, which switches operate which sprinklers or whatever you call them, like, it's very unclear. And we don't even know where these sprinklers are. And remember, we have like grass and dirt and stuff because, you know, until recently, we had snow. So a lot of these are covered, like 
we don't even know where they are and we're standing by the house and we hear another like big rattle and and suddenly my husband kicks some dirt off of this spot and then I'm drenched basically I'm just completely drenched my and I had like fleece pants on because um it was a little chilly first thing this morning and I didn't know I was gonna have to like do a marathon of chasing horses this morning. Um, so I hadn't changed out of them, but fleece pants, when they get wet, they get soaked, you know, like heavy. So now I am, I am fully drenched. Um, and I just had to laugh at the whole thing because it's just crazy. It's just insane. We know nothing about any of this. So my husband's like, all right, I'm going to have to figure this later, figure this out later. Cause I've got to go take our oldest son to soccer and I'm like okay but he had bought these other like um I don't know what you call them I guess like sprinkler things that you put on like the top of a tea steak and you hook a hose up to it and then it kind of like shoots water out and he's been in charge of all of this we've had those we have those at our house in California and he would deal with it I am not I have not been like mechanically oriented like I don't I don't know what it is. Like, I have a brother who could take anything apart and put it back together. My husband's like that. My oldest son is is really good with stuff like that. I'm really, like, I can figure things out with my head. I'm very imaginative. Um, there are a lot of skills I have, but, like, programming a VCR or understanding how to set up like hardware on a computer or setting up a sprinkler system, you know, with your hands. Like these are the kinds of things I get really frustrated. And I I just, I don't know, I like can't do it. But I said to him, if you're going to the soccer game, maybe I could set the sprinkler up um, if it's not that hard. And he's like, yeah, just put them on the top of the tea stakes and, and you just plug the hose in, you turn it on and then it'll go. And I'm like, okay, cool. Great. I'll do that. Huh. So I go out and I'm like, I've got my five packs of these things, four or five. And I, I have some hoses and I know where we have like our well and we have this other hose bib that I can hook into. So I'm like, this can't be that hard. So I turned the one on that was existing. I hooked the hose up to the one that we've had there all winter. And that turns on. I'm like, okay, cool. Yay. Great. Well, what I didn't know is my husband had like set that all up to be the perfect radius to cover the pasture. And I don't know how to do any of that. I don't know how to do any of that. So I open up a new one and I go to put it across this other section to get this other area um, wet and and then I drag a hose out and I hook a hose up and I turn it on and apparently the default setting was 360. So I'm standing there and I basically, now I have since changed clothes. I don't have my fleece pants on anymore. I have other pants, but I'm I'm dry now, but not for long because now I'm standing under this thing and apparently it was set by default for 360. So it's totally it just drenched me like I turned it on and I was like looking at the little um the little adjustments on it and um I go to kind of like futz with those and then I'm soaked I'm just soaked and (laughs) 
I cannot figure out how to get this thing to work. How to, I mean, it's working, but now it's like shooting water out like 30 degrees into the woods of the neighbor's area. And then it's like going out, not in the area where I want it to go in our pasture where we put the seed. And it's kind of shooting out a big stream versus like this wide sprinkle thing. And so I'm like, all right, I've gotten wet. Um, it's actually quite warm out today, so it felt kind of good. Um, although when you first get water down your shirt, when you're not used to it, whew, man, it's just kind of like, you know, give me a bit of a shock. But now I'm kind of like, I'm already wet. It's like when you jump in the pool, right? The first time you're like, ah, like a really cold pool. And then once you've done it, you're like, well, I'm already wet. It's fine. It was kind of like that. So I'm standing there and I'm trying to figure out how these little adjuster things work to be able to control the, um, the radius or, or circumference. I don't know. Um, the, the span, if you will, of where the sprinkler is going and then how, um, so like what, where it's, where it's sprinkling and then like what, um, like what kind of spout? Like, is it kind of going wide or is it like doing a short stream or whatever? So I'm, I'm playing with all this stuff and it takes me a long time, but I get one figured out. I get one figured out and I, I have my headphones on and I'm listening to Pandora while I'm doing this. And the moment I get it, a song comes on and I'm, I look up at the mountains and I see the snow and it's such a gorgeous day here in Montana. And I got this thing figured out like without my husband's help. And this is not the kind of thing that I normally have been able to figure out, but it's something I, I, I need to do and I need to know how to do. And I, I don't want to have my husband have to do everything, but, um, you know, I, I was overwhelmed by this and I get it figured out. And this song comes on and the next thing you know, I find myself dancing in our pasture. I mean, I just started dancing. I started dancing because I was so happy. I started dancing because I was so proud of myself for figuring this out. I started dancing because it's just so darn beautiful where we are. And I started dancing because, let's be honest, nobody could kind of really see me from where we are. Um, but, you know, I'm not really a stranger to dancing. I mean, I'm the kind of person that years ago I remember when, you know, I had kind of steam to let off or whatever in, in, and I lived in San Francisco and my roommate would be out and I just kind of like was stressed out about work. I would just blast the music and I would just dance my way through our flat in San Francisco and just, just, um, a flat is like a first, it's like a, a particular an entire floor of a house, um, like a Victorian. And so we lived on the first floor of this Victorian and the owners lived on the second and third floors. Um, so we had like this three bedroom flat and I would just dance my way through this entire flat and, and just feel so empowered and invigorated. And so now I'm dancing in the pasture, but I'm, I'm just going crazy. I'm so excited. I'm so thrilled. I'm so proud of myself that I figured this out. Um, so I get that one going and then I decide, dare I tackle another one? Um, 
And so I, I decide to do it and I get that one figured out. Granted, okay, I got drenched in the process because that one was not quite as easy to figure out. It seemed like for the longest time, all I was doing was watering the menorah pile, which is not really what I'm trying to water. I was trying to water the area where the fence is going to end in front of where we have the menorah pile, where we planted seed, where we cut down brush last year, and we want grass to grow. That's what I was trying to get. Um, But after getting drenched two or three times, um, I did finally get that figured out. And then I was able to move to another another one and get that one figured out. Um, and, And I was so excited and I was so thrilled and um so I did some more dancing you know and and I made a lot of mistakes along the way and you know it's funny I looked over at one point and I saw this I saw um we've been having robins show up since the weather's been nicer here um and uh I saw a robin go over um you know by by where I had the one sprinkler still on and I you know, normally I'm very supportive of wildlife, but in this case, I was like, don't you steal my seed. I need my pasture seed. Don't steal it. Cause I had, I had read somewhere that like, if you seed at a certain time, like the birds can come and kind of steal the seed. I don't know if that's true or not, but I thought I read that somewhere. So, and I didn't know if Robin sued that or not, but I was like, don't you steal my, my pasture seed. We worked so hard to get it down. Um, But then I kind of thought, oh, well, you know what? The robin, there's this pool of water right there. And the robin might be finding worms um, because a few, like last week we got some rain um, and, and I noticed all these like earthworms in the driveway, like tons and tons and tons of them. And I was like, oh, maybe the robin um, got a worm, you know, that came up from the grass where the water was. Um, so I'm standing there kind of watching this Robin. And then the next thing, you know, I see that the Robin actually is taking a bath in this pool of water. Now, this pool of water was a mistake. The pool of water was caused because I had no idea how to set the, um, not the pressure, but like the, I don't know, like the span of the water coming out of the sprinkler at first like first it went like way across the other end and then and then I kind of like set it too low and then it went straight down and when it went straight down it created this huge pool of of water right where the tea stick was um and where the the sprinkler was hooked up and I and I remember looking at that thinking oh god like you know I clearly had no idea what I was doing. I created all this water right there, this huge puddle of water. And who knows what's going to happen to that seed. But as I'm looking across the way at this spot where there's this puddle of water, I realize my mistake was helpful to nature. Because I watched this robin just having the most delightful, delightful bath in this puddle of water. And, and it's just, I don't know, there was something amazing about watching this robin. And then that robin flew off and then another robin flew in. And I realized like, you know, it's been a little dry here now. 
The robins don't really have a good place for where to get water right now around here. And so my mistake, my quote unquote mistake with the pasture, you know, sprinkler system ended up being this advantage to these robins and these birds that I love. And so it was so cool to see that and and just feel like how connected to nature and land that I am. And as I stood there and I kind of admired my my handiwork and I forgave myself for all the, you know, chaos and mayhem and mistakes that I made too. Um, you know, I also thought about just, I thought about rain in a new way, you know? I mean, all this stuff that I'm doing to try to get water on this seed. And, you know, I used to get excited about rain um, when I lived in California in the Bay Area because it would rain in the winter. Uh, We didn't get snow in the Bay Area. But when it rained in the winter uh, in the Bay Area, it meant that it was snowing in Tahoe, which meant that I could snowboard. Um, and typically that was kind of like the typical pattern. So I used to love the rain. Like a lot of people living in San Francisco, they would get annoyed by the rain. A lot of people didn't know how to drive in the rain. They were bad drivers. I grew up in Pennsylvania, so we had a lot of rain in the, in the spring and the summer. So I was used to driving in like torrential downpours and actually I loved in the summer going out in summer rain and and walking through mud puddles with my bare feet and and all of that um but you know I never really thought about wanting rain kind of in the way that I did today like appreciating this sunny day, you know, because because in Montana in June and May, we, we actually will start to get a lot of rain. Um, we have some other people that we know that they actually go on vacation in June, I think every year because it's so rainy here. Um, and, and they just decided they just wanted to go away. So they go to the East Coast um, to, you know, to kind of get more sunny weather. So we will have rain, but I I started to really realize, I don't know, like with farmers and how connected they are to the land and, and how much when you're doing something with land and you're doing something with the earth and with nature that's not just going out and hiking on it or going out and biking on it or or camping on it or, or whatever but but you're you're making something with it in conjunction with it really um you know that you have a different relationship with the weather and i've talked in the podcast about loving watching the weather here in Montana, you know, we live at the base of this mountain and, and we watch the weather come in and the weather changes all the time. And I love it. And it's so magical. And, and it's so cool. But this, I really felt, um, I don't know, I felt like a deep in the roots version of me, a connection with how much the earth and I've always been a nature lover a nature lover but how much you know when you're working with the earth to produce something like 
pasture for your horses. Um, how much you can just kind of get sync in sync with nature and and appreciate Mother Nature, appreciate the rain in in ways that I hadn't thought of. And I know people, you know, talk about. I mean, we had we had a drought in California when we lived there, so people would talk about the rain, and we we really appreciated the rain too. Most of the drought happened when we um, weren't living there. Um, we kind of had moved to Pennsylvania, and then when we came back, we had like one year of drought, and then we had um, El Nino, so we had a lot of rain. But um, I, I know that you know I know that in general. Um, people talk about farming and I know that, you know, we, we say things like, oh, we need that rain. You know, that's really good. It's been dry or, or with the wildfires, a a lot of wildfires that have existed, you know, saying like, we need the rain, we want the rain, that sort of thing. But I never really felt it directly related to me and my particular life or my particular day in the way that I did today. And I, I, um, I just loved standing there and looking at my sprinklers going and watching the robin, you know, bathe in this puddle of water and think about the rain and look at these snow capped mountains around us because we have still snow on the mountains. And I know from last year, um, you know, there will come a time when that snow melts and you don't see it. And, um, and, and I always feel, I realized like I felt sad last year when you stopped seeing the snow at the top of the mountains. Cause I love seeing the snow capped mountains. Um, even when there's no snow on the ground, I just love it. There's just something so beautiful about it, but I just felt so in sync you know, and I danced and I danced some more and my Pandora station, which plays random songs, um, you know, seemed to really be in sync with me because it was just playing all these, all these favorite songs that I love to dance to. And, um, so I was just dancing in my pasture, you know, and, um, it's not the first time I've danced in my pasture. I mean, I, I've danced, um, I danced at various times as we've gone on this adventure in ranching. You know, when we did our fencing last year, and I haven't even gotten into what that was like. It was this whole thing of, oh my gosh, having no idea how to make all these decisions. And then finally making some choices and, and you know, definitely making mistakes along the way. But also sometimes our mistakes worked out to be advantages and things we couldn't even see that worked out to our benefit um and and dancing at realizing you know that we once again put one foot in front of the other and we we got through this you know and it's funny because about um, a number of days ago um before the great horse escape um I remember thinking, you know, last year there were so many new things that we had to learn with the tractor and the truck and the horse trailer and having horse first on the property and all of that. And I, and I, I was so overwhelmed at so many times. I mean, 
almost just in tears and and actually in tears and 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 tense and and excited and exhilarated and then exhausted and frustrated and all of the above um and and then when i looked back this year and i was like oh my gosh we learned so much we taught ourselves so much we got through so much look at all that stuff we did in such a short period of time that we figured out and I felt this nostalgia and I felt almost like this well I guess there's not that much to learn anymore you know I mean it was like it was like I was sad that I didn't have this amazing steep learning curve anymore because we had gone through all this stuff and I realized how even though it was so hard at the time and exhilarating exhilarating it also um was such an amazing experience and I I thought wow well I guess we just we just won't have that again because now we kind of know how to do this but no 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 um you know we there's all kinds of new things to learn, like uh, horses breaking out of pastures and fixing fences that don't seem to be broken, yet horses are escaping. And how do you plant pasture seed? I mean, have I commented on the fact that our neighbor's land is so green already? I mean, literally, it was not, what, like a week ago, two weeks ago, we had snow everywhere. And now we have um, green grass. I mean, we, our neighbors have green grass. Why? Because they seeded last year, which we had hoped to do before the fall, but we got that crazy snowstorm and we were focused on our trenching to get our frost-free line in. Um, but they had seeded and then they've been watering and and like some other neighbors, like they burned their grass, which it's very scary to watch but my husband said to me the other day he's like you know how the one neighbor like they burned their grass that one day and it was like three days later I'm like yeah he's like it's all green now and it had been brown and he's like it's just all green now and I was like really so there are so many things we just don't know that um obviously our neighbors you know who've been living here for a while they kind of have it down they they know how to do this they know how to do that they know when to do certain things on the land at certain times and when to do other things and and these are rhythms that we don't have yet but we're we're starting to get some of them you know we know more than we did last year um and we're figuring things out and we're discovering blessings along the way like the fact that we have a sprinkler system in our front yard that pops up and sprays water everywhere that we had no idea um that's built in and is kind of a pretty comprehensive system granted that's not where we want the grass to grow right now for our horses but it means we can have a nice green grass lawn um and it'll be very pretty at some point soon um so you know we've had all these moments and I think with all of these awarenesses you know I just 
sometimes I just want to dance and I just want to, it's like my heart is soaring and my soul is singing and I'm just blown away at this place where we live. And other times I am so exasperated. I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I feel like, you know, like there's so many things I don't know how to do. And so many things I have to ask my husband to do that I'm constantly negotiating. Like, well, what if I do this and I do that and then you do this? Cause I don't know how to do that. And you know, whatever, like I'm trying to take stuff off of his plate. Um, and I'm trying to take more stuff on my plate, put more stuff on my plate. Um, but you know, some stuff I just can't do. And it's, it's been such a crazy experience, such a crazy experience of ups and downs, but, there's something about when, when I look at the mountains and I look at the trees and I look at the robins and I look at the birds and I look at the deer and I look at my horses and, you know, I look at just I look at our brown grass and I see our neighbor's green grass and I realize we're going to get there. You know, we're going to get there. We're going to, we're going to figure this out just like we figured everything else out. Um, you know, by following our hearts and following this path of going on this adventure in ranching, uh, it's, it just feels so magical. And that's what causes me to dance. That's what causes me to stand in the middle of our pasture and dance my heart out and dance and dance and dance (laughs) and um, feel the amazing joy that I'm feeling for when, when I make it past these challenges. I mean, really, that's, I guess, kind of what the dancing was coming from. It was coming from feeling like I can't figure these sprinklers out. I have no idea how to do this. I'm going to have to wait for my husband. And then being like, you know what, I'm just going to try. And then getting soaked and, and, you know, thinking I messed everything up or made mistakes or did it all wrong or watered the manure pile and watered the neighbor's yard instead of our own yard and, and then getting it right, getting it right and getting it figured out and doing it and being like, oh my gosh, I did that and dancing and just dancing because it is so amazing. It feels so good. It feels so wonderful to be able to go on this adventure and feel this kind of connection with the land and have this kind of new lifestyle and have this kind of experience and, and, and just be here, really be present. So much of this has also caused me to, um, to be even so much more present in what I'm doing present in my now. And um, it's truly magical. So that's today's uh, episode of Adventures in Ranching. And I'm going to sign off until the next episode. 
I'm so glad you joined me on the Adventures in Ranching podcast. To learn more about my other offerings, you can visit my website at michellewaldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-A-L-D-O dot com.